happening, friends? Welcome to Tuesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Well, 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 where do we start? Most of you are probably eating breakfast right now or about to eat breakfast. I'll start it off with a woman is suing Pop-Tarts. Why do you think she's suing Pop-Tarts? Why would this make the news? I, well, I have honestly, what could go wrong with a Pop-Tart? Maybe there was not enough icing? Too hot. Too, that's what I thought, But that would be suing the toaster. True. Oh, good and point. that would be tough, too. <laughs> Sue both of them. Well, it, it reminds me of the Subway story where they say, well, there's not enough tuna in the tuna. Oh. Well, that's what she's saying. She's like, hey, there ain't many strawberries in there, as you promised. Oh. Yeah. Anita Harris has a problem with strawberry Pop-Tarts. She's leading the charge on a class action lawsuit accusing them of negligent representation, fraud, and unjust enrichment. The crime, exaggerating the number of strawberries and frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts. What? I mean, lady, get a life. There's yeah. no real strawberry Strawberry flavor. Right, yeah. it's not real strawberries. And she just wants more filling. Lady, get a life. Maybe. And throughout the years, guys, they have been shortening us a little bit on that But filling. the crust is the best part, so But I there's also like no it. guarantee of filling. And no, the crust true. sucks. That, what? That's terrible. Just the straight crust is bad. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and for some reason, she's also questioning the nutritional value from the strawberries oh, that are boy. contained oh. in Pop-Tarts. Okay. Wow. She's crazy. Man, she should take this time and money and really do something else with it. Good. <laughs> this is a waste of everyone's time. Ray, did you ever use your free Subway money? No, I need to, but I have uh, some gift cards I can definitely use. How My m- wife's not a huge fan of Subway, so it'd be me just, I don't know, on a weekday going at lunch or something. Do you and your wife have to eat the same food every day or what? We really do. We match up our meals, yeah. My big meal issue <laughs> at the house is I need to eat breakfast before 9, even on weekends. I have to eat lunch before 1.30. And then dinner can come wherever. But if I eat lunch after 1.30 or 2, it totally throws off my dinner schedule. Yeah. And I need to eat all meals on schedule. It drives Caitlin crazy. She's like, wait. Oh, we were the other day. We went for brunch, right? So we go at like 11. But the thing about brunch is on a, on a Sunday is that at brunch, you can get breakfast items or lunch items. She's like, how about we get some of that edamame guacamole and chips? And I said, ah, not for me because I'm going to get breakfast. I was going to get these pancakes. Oh. And I can't do a lunch item with a breakfast item. You can't? No. You can't, even if it's just a starter? <laughs> no. Like you have a- no, because then I'm committed to lunch. Oh. And my taste buds, my taste buds need to be into whatever yeah. meal that I is. I mean, I guess that makes sense. And she was like, what? I said, well, what are you? If you're going to get lunch, get it. Because no, I'm going to get breakfast too. And I looked at her like she had three eyeballs. I was like, you're going to get lunch and then breakfast in the same meal? Uh-oh. Disgusting. We did not get it. And then she got the avocado toast, and I got the pancakes. Oh. This is where the marriage goes south. Wow. And then uh, we've entered counseling. <laughs> yep. A nutritionist says pizza, and I've heard this before, is better for breakfast than most cereals. Whether it's cold or taken straight from the box, it's better because of all the sugar in cereals. Pizza packs a large uh, part of protein, which makes you feel better. But a lot of these cereals are just so much sugar. They're like, if you're making a decision based on what you think is better for you for the day, that cold pizza or even warm pizza if you want it up is better for you than a lot of the cereals you're getting from, from the grocery yeah. store. Which I don't have a lot of leftover pizza. If we buy pizza, eat all the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> right. Same it's with hard us. To yeah, get I mean, it's, it's, it, if there's pizza, we eat all the pizza. Although I don't eat the crusts, and Caitlin will eat my crusts. Uh-huh. I'll eat it all except the crust. And she's like, why don't you eat the crust? Much like the Pop Tart. That's not the good part of it. Oh, I don't wow. like it. Yeah. Okay. And so she will eat the crusts. No, she, see? Y'all are a match. No, she's gross. She eats the crust. <laughs> she eats the crust. It is time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I am looking for some advice. My boyfriend and I have been together for a little over five years now. 
Since the beginning of the relationship, I've noticed that my boyfriend's mother has a better relationship with his ex-girlfriend than with me. She openly communicates with her on social media as well and takes the time to visit her when she's in town. His mother and I aren't close by any means, but it just seems odd to me. I brought this to my boyfriend's attention. He tells me to not let it bother me. Should I confront his mother about her relationship with the ex? Should I let this go like my boyfriend said? Thanks for your advice, Anonymous. Well, the first thing I'm going to say is do not confront the boyfriend's mother. Say it again. Do not confront the boyfriend's mother. Yeah, and why he, not? Because he's probably not going to be your boyfriend anymore after that. <laughs> and it's not that what she does is not your business. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it'll be his business what his mom does. Oh, nice. But you can't make that jump. Yeah. I mean, if y'all get married, yeah, they're not it might married. change, but like you're 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 not even close to her. I mean, you've been together for five years. That's a long, a long time. time. It is a long time. It's a very, very, very but long I don't time. go to that mom for that. If you're gonna go to someone, you go to your boyfriend. But she did. Yes. And he said Don't worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would totally say that. (laughs) I mean. I I, I don't think it hurts to go back again and say, hey, this really bothers me. And now it's how much does he respect how much that bothers you? And maybe he just tells his mom, hey, for my sake, could you chill be in public about your relationship with my ex? Because that's what's getting back to her. It's the social media stuff. It's the stuff that she finds. You, know, you can't stop two people from having a, a friendship if they genuinely have one. Right. And maybe that mom has a genuine friendship with his ex-girlfriend. Maybe they have something in common, some, yeah. some bond. They both like puzzles. They like diamond art. Oh, I don't that'd know. be cool. I don't know what the situation is. But maybe the conversation is to him, hey, this is really bothering me. And then it's up to him to make sure that the mom's not flaunting it anymore. Because I think if it's causing pain for her son, she will stop. I think it's readdressing it. But it is not. And I'm going to say it for the people in the back. Yeah. Do not go up to the mom and be like, hey, stop that. Because that's not the relationship you want to have with that mom telling mm-hmm. her what to do. Yeah. If you feel the need to do that, then call a friend. Breathe. Call us. 877-77-BOBBY. <laughs> Throw your the show. Phone. We will talk to you and say, don't <laughs> confront the mother. Mm-mm. You have every right to be annoyed. The mom is not doing anything wrong. It is uncomfortable. Yeah, like I don't envy her situation at all. Also need to know if that ex-girlfriend's trying to elbow her way back in. Probably not, because that's five years ago. Here's, in this order, go back to the boyfriend and say, hey, it really bothers me. Could you have a talk with your mom and just say, could you not flaunt it? (laughs) Yeah, it's awkward. The whole situation's awkward. What would you say things are on social? I mean, maybe you block. You don't have to unfollow, but you can mute certain things so that you don't have to see it. I would just go to him, and if he, then you do that second leave mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, this is really bothering me." Okay, and see how much he respects that request. But he still can't control his mom. Right, true. But he can say, "Hey, mom, this is really bothering us. Yeah, e- even me, it's making my life harder." And I bet the mom goes, "Oh, sorry about that. Uh, I will make sure to not post on Facebook." Yeah. Out of respect to yeah. you and your girlfriend. We're assuming everybody in this situation yeah. is mature. Right? Yeah. A, lot, a lot of assumptions. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you for that email. Mm-hmm. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Morgan, if they want to email us, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. 
on the phone right now is Jackie in Knoxville, Tennessee. Jackie, what's going on? Hey, I was, um, I listen to your podcast for the most part because I work some crazy hours. So I'm a few days behind and I just heard the one about Lunchbox claiming to be more popular than everybody in Nashville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, top 25. And I hate to, or top 25, yeah, right? Yeah. And I hate to give him the credit. But as I was listening to it, I have to admit, I think I would notice Lunchbox before Dan and Shay. That's on you. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> no, that's not on her. That's just that's, the truth. Yeah. She's the only one. Yeah. That's a tough one. Lunchbox claims he's top 25 mm-hmm. most famous in Nashville in country music. Mm. And I would even argue he's not in country music. He not just at is all. But, yeah. but okay, I, I, can, I can stay with the argument. I don't think he is, but we are lining up one of these tourist buses that come through and him to stop the bus and be like, hey, anyone seen Lunchbox? Mm-hmm. And to see how they react. Yeah. Which I, I think if there are 20 people on the bus, one, three of them. Oh, three. But, okay, yes, may recognize him, but are they going to go crazy and scream and be so excited. Well, they recognize him. Probably. They recognize okay, me. That's yeah, but pretty there's cool. There's a big huh? difference in. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show. And oh my gosh, can I get sure. a pick? Like that's that, which is what they would be doing if it was Jake Owen. I think Jake took offense a little bit to Lunchbox. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Saying that Lunchbox <laughs> yeah. saying he was more famous than Jake. Mm-hmm. I sent Jake a birthday message. He didn't even respond to it. Oh, Dang. no. Yeah. I know. He even tweeted, said, I thought we were friends. And I replied, and I said, yeah, we're friends. I mean, you may be top 30, but you've lost a little luster. No. Oh, oh you said you lost luster to wow. Jake. Wow. Oh. Uh, so he didn't reply to your text? Awkward. Mm-hmm. But it was, here, here's how I justified it. When it's your birthday, you get so many texts, you probably yeah. don't reply to all of them. And because Jake is... Surely top 25, he probably got a lot of texts. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's famous. Right. Yes. Real famous. He has a lot of friends. So I actually said, hey, Jake, happy birthday. Nashville's been better for me since you live here. Because Jake was one of my first friends in town. Oh, that's nice. That I didn't even know from country music. Just had a friend of a friend. And so I got nothing back. So my interpretation of that no response is that he's upset at me since Lunchbox works for the show. And Lunchbox oh, said he's more boy. famous than Jake Owen. Uh, or he just yeah. had, he just... Reality hit him, and he's like, dang, I need to do something. <laughs> like release music and stuff? Yeah, I need to get right He's working, song. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to hear Lunchbox? Would you, were you getting a COVID test in this class? Yeah, I was getting a COVID test. Okay. Um, here is Lunchbox getting a COVID test, recording the whole experience. Yeah, and I felt like the woman giving me the COVID test, she was flirting with me hardcore. He just, oh, my gosh. He just wants to know if she was flirting. Okay. Well, we'll be able to tell. Yeah, I'm let's sure. hear this. Here is a clip. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Well, I mean, I've been better. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. So, um, have you been in contact? Not flu-like symptoms. I have a headache, sore throat. My kid has a runny nose from daycare. Okay. And so I woke up this morning. And I was like, well, I don't. He doesn't seem that bad, but as an adult, I'm a sissy. Oh. And so I might as well find out. You know what I'm saying? Not a sissy. Yes, that's what my wife said. It's okay. You're gonna be a big boy. Yeah, I'm gonna be a big boy. You're gonna be gentle though, right? Yes, I will. Okay. Okay, put that on your chest. Oh, my chest. Are you ready for your? Uh... Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's get ready to swap. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. you know, when I first when I was checking you in, I was like. 
Dave Chappelle? That's what everybody says. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, not that cool. Sorry. No, but I was same to, fame I was level, like, but I was not. Like, I'm gonna go swap, Mister Chappelle. <laughs> you are funny. Well, thank you. All right. So I just tell my wife you, that. <laughs> Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Oh, that feels very good. It's not as bad as it used to be. You are done. That's it, and then I'll just sit here and you'll come back out. Mm-hmm. All right. I think you were creepy with her. <laughs> what? Why do you talk that way with people sometimes? He's like, I- you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she was flirting with you. I think you were creepy with her. I think she was I mean, being friendly. Yeah, yeah, she's talking about how funny I was, and she told me you're gonna be a big boy. I mean, I was yeah, like, I heard oh. that. So I had to throw in my wife a couple times just so she knew, hey, I'm married, yo. Like, I need to let you know I'm married because she was flirting. I think you live just in a different reality than we do. But Bones, she did say you're funny, and he's like, I'll make sure and tell my wife. Oh, but when she said that, I'm like, are there jokes that weren't recorded right? that we missed? Like, yeah. why in the did world? Did you edit the audio? Like, no. Yes. Why did you she... hear her call me big boy? We did, yeah. Because yeah. you, ta- okay. you were acting like a little boy. Yes. <laughs> so she, was, she was trying to mentally encourage you to say, you're a big boy. You can take the swab up the nose. You think she... I think she was into me, so that's why I threw wife in there a couple times just to let her yeah, know, hey, no. yo, 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 I'm yeah. not interested in you. She had your mm-hmm. number. Did she ever text you or anything? I haven't got anything yet. Okay. Maybe she's waiting the three or four days to reach out. After you on a date with somebody, yeah, you wait that three the rule? or four days. <laughs> That wasn't a date, but yeah, that's funny. You're disconnected from reality, man, just in general. Hey, you guys heard like, it. Y'all, y'all see what I'm saying, right? Like, out of nowhere, she calls him Dave Chappelle. He must have said something right. he edited it out. Yes. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> hmm. You didn't big edit boy. that at all. I didn't edit it, big boy. That's what she called what? it, big boy. Whatever. Bobby Bone Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Brantley Gilbert shared a song in honor of the 13 American heroes we lost this week. Here's a clip he posted on Instagram. Luke Bryan just got his 27th number one hit with Waves, and he says the song was a little different for him. Being overly redundant with your sounds and your topics, are, you got to be a little careful. And um, I think Waves was just a right pick for the right kind of summer song. Casey Musgraves announced her tour for 2022. It's called Starcrossed Unveiled and will kick off on January 19th in Minnesota. It will stop in 15 different cities. Tickets go on sale September 9th. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me good. 70-year-old Yoli De Leon was getting ready to go for a walk when her Apple Watch starts beeping and says, uh-uh, uh-uh, you got problems. Your heart rate's super, super high. Go to the doctor immediately. So she did. She went to the hospital and got it checked out. And the doctor said, whoa, this is, you have a heart condition. And I'm so glad you came because now we can treat this and it could have saved your life. So she said, this is amazing. Thanks to my Apple Watch, it saved my life. So she wrote Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, and he responded. He says, thanks for sharing your story with us. It inspires us to keep pushing forward. I have an Apple Watch on right now, but it just, it goes over your wrist. How does it know everything just from like those bones inside my wrist? Who knows? Because it's not like this. right there. But the strap is on the bottom part. I don't know. It's it's got your heart rate right now? I don't know. I don't look at that stuff. Oh. I only have temperature. When I work out, I, I push a button for calories. My calendar's on here and text messages. 
And then I look at time. But but see, see, this saved her life. No, so no. you may want to get it set up to where it can save your life if you need it. Let me tell it. Uh, Apple Watch, <laughs> please save my life. Yes. Well, one time, Eddie and I, we were writing with some friends, and we wrote a song called Psycho Ex-Girlfriend for the Raging Idiots. Oh, this is funny. And one of our friends was singing back to it, and one of the lines is, call the cops, call the cops. And his Apple iPhone called call- the cops. Oh. Yeah, it was calling his, the cops. His, his, his iWatch, his Apple Watch called the cops. Uh-oh. What? Why is yours not doing it right now? Because I'm not yelling it into it. Oh, I yeah, think yeah. you can say the words, call the cops. Oh. But he starts singing it, call the cops. He was screaming call. it. And yeah. then his phone, excuse me, his watch, yeah. Apple watch. acted as a phone and oh. called the cops. It's crazy, man. And he's like, it's calling 911, it's calling 911. Should we write Tim oh. Cook oh. and tell him this story? Do Don't, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> um, I don't know. Dear Mr. Cook, <laughs> we were writing this song, see? Uh, that's a good story, Eddie. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This is going to be an easy question, but I'll ask it. What was the coolest thing about turning 16? Driving. Mm-hmm. End of story. So exciting. It's so cool because you huh. finally got to go where you wanted to go. Yeah. You, know? you got to be free, get in the car, hopefully you had your license. We waited. I got my permit at 14. At 16, it automatically turned into a license. And away I went in that beat-up old Subaru <laughs> that I had saved up. And, and it was it was my first step at really feeling like I was an adult. I could go places. I could drive myself to school. New responsibility. It was what 16 was being about. However, now a lot of kids don't care no. because they don't have to because they can Uber. Yes. Mm-hmm. They can Uber at 15 for the most part. So the whole thought of 16 years old, open road, driving, they've already had that. That age is not as exciting to a kid these days because of that. There are so many kids, they say two in five 18-year-olds don't even want their license because they have no interest in driving. Crazy. Yeah, because even if their parents are busy, they can still get from point A to point B with Uber. And the article had a bunch of kids and young adults. Uh, This one kid, Michael, 21 years old, zero interest in obtaining a driver's license. He says, why would I save up to buy a car when rideshare apps get me everywhere I need to go? Yeah. Wow. You get an Uber, you get a Lyft, you get whatever you want. There's a 16-year-old in New Jersey, same thing. She took one lesson. That's it. I'm done. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> 16 to 22-year-olds are not aching to drive, which is wild to me because that was the only thing that was worth living at 16, 17 years old. My son told me the other day, he's like, I don't care to drive. And, he, and he's going to be 16 in three years? I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? He's like, nah, I don't really care, Dad. Well, the benefit is you don't have to buy your kids a car. I love if that. If that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I love that but part. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a car bought for me. I did, you know, like I said, save up and buy that old crappy Subaru. But still, to me, I didn't even think of that. You yeah. know, I don't have a kid who's 14, 15, 16. So I don't think about, wow, they don't even want to drive. But they don't have to. I probably wouldn't have wanted to drive. Well, let's be real, too. Well, when I was <laughs> young, you know, I turned 16. The first thing I got in my car was run errands for, run errands for my parents. Mm-hmm. Go do this for me. Hey, go pick that up. And I couldn't even go see my friends. Think about this. When you're 16, if you grow up middle class or below, you're probably not going to get that cool of a car. And you're probably going to be embarrassed about the old dumpy car that you have. <laughs> so why not just get an Uber? And have a nicer car drop you well, off. Well, yeah. And then you have the responsibility of gas and insurance oh, and insurance, all the other that things oh, that terrible. come along insurance with it. Was terrible. I know. My daughter's 14, does has zero interest. Like I was telling her when I turned 16, and I my dad surprised me with a car. I went outside, there was a big bow on it. She could care less. <laughs> I was even trying to make it exciting. Like, this is, it's going to be so cool. And she's like, no, I'll just Uber. And I'm like, you don't even have, you don't even have a smartphone with the Uber app. So like, why? And she's like, well, I figure by the time I'm 16, I'll at least have that. 
Times are a changing, mm-hmm. friends. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> We're about to talk to one of my favorite new artists. And I tell you, a couple seasons ago on American Idol, I mentored her through all of it because she made it to the very end. I know she was in the top at this point. I've done that show for, you know, so many seasons. I don't remember. For sure, top six, seven, five. She's in the top five. And I remember just rooting for her so hard because she was a female in country music and she was so good. And I kept telling her, you got to move from Texas. You know, she's Texas country. Her dad's Texas country. And so she finally moved. She got a record deal immediately. Took time, though. Took a year to make the record. Like, they didn't rush her because they knew she was really good. And so it was just really good to see her. I did a whole long Bobby cast with her, but I wanted to play her new song. I wanted to kind of do a little, little special thing here. So here we go. This is Lacey K. Booth. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Lacey K. Booth. Lacey, how are you? Good morning. Hey, good morning, Bobby. So I've known Lacey for a long time now, and she got a big record deal, and she, she put out an album that was great. I listed her as one of my uh, best up-and-coming artists. One of the things about Lacey that's so interesting is her dad was also an artist. Your dad was a Texas Texas country guy? Yes, he's still, he's still doing it. Well, And what's his name? Jody Booth. So when you were a kid and he was playing around Texas, would you ever just get in? The, did he have a bus or a van? How did you guys get travel around? I think he just had um, his truck for a while. But um, when I got older, I got to go to the bars to see him play. And he had a van then. And we traveled around Dallas and uh, together. Would you do the thing where you were a kid, but he would get you in the bar and you'd be like 15 yep. and you would, you'd be singing to all the <laughs> drunk adults and you shouldn't be in the bar, but they were like, ah, it's Jody Boots kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how it was. <laughs> With your dad being an artist, and I know for a part of your life, you guys were estranged, but is that something that you always wanted to do as a kid? Always. I, I tell people it's like second nature. I never remember a time where I didn't want to do it. She got a new song out. It's her new single called Shuffle. So how did this idea start for this song, Shuffle? So I was on my way to write this song, and I was trying to think about what I wanted to write about that day. And for some reason, my grandma popped into my head. (laughs) And she used to always sing karaoke and dedicate Stand By Your Man by Tammy Wynette to my grandpa. And um, he was a wild one back in the day, so she stood by him through a lot. And I was thinking about that and where I was in my own relationship. And I just said out loud, dang, I'm somewhere between Stand By Your Man and Goodbye Earl. <laughs> ah, that's funny. <laughs> that is pretty I'm funny. Kidding, but I thought it was a, a good song idea. So I took it to the right. And my co-writers, Derek Sutherland and Sam Ellis, said, let's make it one of them song title songs. And I was like, yeah, I like those. I, I, I've heard a lot of them lately. And I thought it'd be cool to do all-female song titles that I grew up on. So it's like my little women of country song. See, that I did not put together. It's all females. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> See, I didn't know that until now. Uh, Lacey K. Booth is on with us. Uh, she has 222,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, do you have a blue check mark, Lacey? I do. Okay. Because Lunchbox doesn't, and it drives him crazy because he has more followers <laughs> than you, but he does not have a blue check mark. Oh my gosh. He needs to get one. How did you get one? Uh, Idol. You're an Idol. Oh, American Idol, Idol gave one. When you, because that's how Lacey and I got to know each other was American Idol. What was the most nerve-wracking thing about being on television performing live? Oh, gosh. I think when the red light would come on, Ryan Seacrest would say, you know, we're live. And there would be like however many million people watching. That was the most nerve-wracking for me. Were you nervous when you performed on that stage? Or were you like, this is what I do. I'll be nervous about everything other than this. 
Um, I was nervous, but I kind of shut it out right before I would walk on stage. Somehow. I don't know how. Right, good for you. Uh, Lacey K. Booth <laughs> is on with us. She, uh, it's kind of described as dream country, what she's doing. What other artists would you say are kind of in, in this, what's called dream country? I feel like Casey is a good um, dreamy country artist. There you go. Lacey, great to talk to you. Thank you so much, Bobby. I'll see you around, I'm sure. Bye, Lacey. Bye, thank you. Here's Amy's pile of stories. A mother of four in Dallas quit her full-time job because she can now make around $1,000 a week dumpster diving. She mostly looks for merchandise that's been tossed out from stores, but she grabs it up and then resells it herself. Boom. I get it. For me, that would be tough because I don't like being in trash. Also, it almost doesn't matter how much work you're doing. You still may not find something. Yeah, but she's good at it. She even has a TikTok dedicated to it, (laughs) Dumpster Diving Mama, where she shares all of her scores. Hey, good for her. I couldn't get in a dumpster every day. I'm such a germaphobe. That would be weird to me. We've read some of those stories, too, where people are dumpster diving and then the garbage guy picks up the thing. I think they're more sleeping in there. Right. Yeah. And just so you know, dumpster diving is technically not illegal, but a lot of dumpsters are on private property and there's no trespassing, so therefore it's a risk. Well, it's a lot of work. Mm Mm-hmm. You may not find anything. You may also find something that's gross and, like, you may get sick. Oh, man. I remember once Amy was not the same, but, like, Amy thought she would have a career in uh, cutting coupons. Yeah, hobby. (laughs) And and so she would go to the dump. Yes, people would. And get coupons. They'd throw out all their newspapers, and I would go in and I'd get the coupons. (laughs) I literally, yes, I have video of me somewhere climbing in a dumpster to get coupons. So it wasn't just the coupons, because that I respect. I'd watch my grandma do it all the time. But Amy was going to the dump to get coupons. Well, I was dedicated. I had a notebook with like dividers organizing my coupons. And I was trying to collect (laughs) as many coupons as possible because I had seen how much money you could save if you're dedicated to it. And how much did you save? Well, not that much. And then how long did you do it? Not that long. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of work. It is. You're right. Like the time I was putting into it wasn't worth what I was saving. (laughs) What else you got? Uh, Wendy's is reformulating their French fries to make them even crispier. And they've decided to do this so that they will last longer and taste better because so many people are getting food by delivery these days. And they want the fries to arrive to the person crispy. I have no problem with Wendy's doing this to their fries because Wendy's fries are totally forgettable. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're not... They're not top. Their burgers are very fresh feeling and tasting, but their fries are completely forgettable. I like them. They're like hand cut. I like a fry. Mm-hmm. But Wendy's fries are not in the top of the fry chain. Nah, they're not. McDonald's. Yep. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. Jack in a box. I don't, I guess I haven't they're been curly to fries. enough Jack's. Arby's. Oh. Five guys. So all those fries to me are, are, at least I can remember them. Wendy's fries, I just go, I like fries, <laughs> so I guess I like these. But they're good for them. Yeah, they're changing it up. And then just since we're talking about fast food, I got to tell you that this Thursday, Taco Bell is putting out their fried chicken sandwich. <laughs> Which is, I mean, they're entering Interesting. The, the fried chicken right, sandwich game. But Taco Bell putting out a fried chicken mm-hmm. sandwich. It's not a taco anymore. It's like going to KFC and getting pizza. Like Weird. that's kind of what that, it's like, it's, in it's a, probably it's, good, but. It's, it's in a piece of what they're calling uh-huh. flatbread. That's their quote-unquote bun, but it's like a hot chicken sandwich <laughs> taco form. It's like going to Subway sandwiches and getting an oil change. It'd be mm, weird. Just, it not, <laughs> I'm going to try it. The same. I'll, all right, I'll keep you all posted. And then, I don't know, I read that Jimmy Allen loves Game of Thrones so much that he wants to name his unborn daughter Ira Stark. Is that how you say her name? I don't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, the Stark part's weird because that's their last name, but Ira's 
I, that's cool. I think it's a cute name. I don't even Star- watch the show, but Ira's adorable. Really committing. Ari- oh, is Aria. It? Yeah. Oh, Aria. Aria. Aria's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, oddly, you know, Caitlin and I are starting to talk about, you know, names of when we decide we're going to have a kid, and we are going to name our first son Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. so right. cute. From the television. Got it. From not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, Amy, is that it? He's joking for people Thank that you. don't get it. I maybe that's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. 17 years ago, this girl's dad was like, hey, you should stop getting haircuts and try to grow your hair really long and set a world record. So his daughter's like, okay. So she was 13 at the time. She's now 30 years old, and she decided, I'm going to get my first haircut in 17 years. Wow. And she donated six feet, three inches of hair, so kids that have hair loss could get wigs. Oh, my hey, gosh. How did she, she get her hair that long? She donated as much hair. That's ex- my exact height. Yeah. No, you're not six. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? You're not. You're six. Come on, man. So she, she got a world record for most hair donated by a single individual. Like, even that's if. A, that's awesome. That's a lot of hair. I, I thought it might grow more than that, honestly. What? No, I, I, I'm I'm impressed because, like, I could grow my hair for that long, but it would not get that long. It just wouldn't. And how so heavy would, is that? It would just stop growing is yes, what you're saying? Yes, like, really? it breaks. Yeah. I try to grow my hair. It, it, it's, so some people just have healthier hair and they're able mm. to do it. Because I feel like the hair that comes off the back of my ear grows real fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super fast. If I fast. gave it like three months, it'd be that long. <laughs> you should try to donate that. I could donate that to Locks Love. Yeah. That's weird, man. That's a good story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On the phone in New Mexico is Matt. Hey, Matt, what's happening? Hey, so uh, three days ago, I got married. It was um, at my apartment, actually. It was going to be with a judge but the judge apparently is afraid of covid so we literally got married in our living room over zoom so uh our our wedding was the two of us and our two best friends for the witnesses but since then my family and friends and everyone's kind of asking when is the real wedding when are you guys having you know the big shindig you know it's it's good we're okay with the way it it was you know it was kind of short and sweet something simple but uh it seems like everyone's kind of pushing for the big event okay i would tell them to kick rocks you had your wedding (laughs) yeah you loved your wedding and if someone wants to throw you a dinner and you want to go and celebrate great but you have had the wedding that you wanted you you're satisfied with it and it ain't their business. In a nice way, I would say that, hey, we're good. But if you'd like to have a have a dinner or something, we're okay with that to celebrate it. But you don't owe them anything. Yeah, and I think as time goes on, like, it'll pass and they'll forget and just, just be like, pretend a wedding happened. You're good. Don't <laughs> like, feel pressure on spending money no. on a second wedding if it's not the most important thing to you. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're good. They're not. Who cares? All right. That was, that was my biggest question. It's kind of like, you know, is, is the big shindig really for us or is it for them? Right. You know, they just want a free party. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. So if they want a party, they can throw it. They can mm-hmm. throw one in your honor. Mm-hmm. That happens. Otherwise, you got married. Hey, by the way, congratulations. I didn't say that. You told the story. I didn't say congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you, guys. All right. See you, bud. Uh, Damien is on in Wichita, Kansas. Damien, what's happening? Morning, Bobby. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. We, you're talking about that kid whose first, urban, first concert was Keith Urban. 
Um, we're actually bringing our 11-year-old son. His birthday, well, his 11th birthday is on Thursday. We're bringing him to Bobby Fest in Wichita on Sunday for his surprise. Um, he's been asking nonstop to go see Bobby Bones, and we're just like, you know, we got to try to get tickets and whatever. Um, so we actually have got a pair of red vans that we're going to give him on Thursday. We've got a red fanny pack. Um, he loves the fanny pack song. So we're going to put the tickets inside the fanny pack for his gift on Thursday. Um, and he's just so stoked to come and see you. Um, I was hoping there's a way we could meet you or at least get a shout-out. Yeah, he I, is a I'll, huge Bobby Bones fan. When he got his glasses, like, there was some Bobby Bones glasses, and he was fine with them after that. I'll put, um, I'll, I'll put you on hold, and we'll get your information. But I'll say this. Should you be saying this all on the radio? Oh, right. That's, why, that's why I wanted to yeah. stop him. He's like, we got a surprise. It's nine layers deep. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you on the radio right now? Do you want to give the surprise out? He won't hear it. He does. His mom does. He's with his mom right now. He's not with me right now. So his, he won't hear it. His mom doesn't listen to you. I can't help what mm. she does. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to have a talk with her. Uh, yeah, Damien, let me put you on hold. All right, buddy. We'll figure something out. Awesome. Thanks, Bobby. You guys rock. Yeah, and uh, happy birthday to him. 11 years old, Damien. He'll Thursday. Man, I'd, I'd be nervous that Damien get a hold of this and know what's up. Oh, man. Uh, Saturday, we're in New Braunfels, Texas. Sunday, we're in Wichita, Kansas. Tickets at RagingIdiots.com. Let's go over now and do the morning corny. The morning corny. What does a baby computer call its father? What does a baby computer call its father? Data. D- D-A-T-E, data. <laughs> data. data. <laughs> That was the Morning Corny. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. I want to go over and talk to Sarah in Las Vegas. Sarah, what's happening? Hey, um, I am going to see, I went to see Alabama in concert when I was seven years old. And now I get to go see them again this weekend, 40 years later. Wow. Um, So I was wondering what you all's first concert was. Um, I'm hoping to take a sign. I want to meet them so bad. So I was wondering uh, what your first concert was and if you ever got to meet those uh, performers. Let's do first and best. Ooh, Ooh, love it. Meeting is weird for us because for the most part, if it's older, we got to because of our jobs at this point. Uh, first concert, best concert. Uh, my first was Diamond Rio at Magic Springs Theme Park in Hot Springs, Arkansas. My best... Maybe Garth and Little Rock. Mm. Oh, that's, oh, so, that's good. so good. Which was ah. great. Mm. Uh, or maybe John Mayer. I, I, I've seen him a couple times, and I just love John Mayer. So I'm going to go with that. You? My first concert was Amy Grant in Austin, Texas. And then I have, I have a lot of favorites, but I'm going to go with Taylor Swift 2011 Speak Now Tour when she floated above us in a birdcage. <laughs> <laughs> my first concert was uh, Clint Black, South Padre Island, and yes, I got to meet him, but my favorite... You got to meet him then? Well, wow. no, no, I got to meet him again. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've we all, all got to did. meet our people <laughs> since, yes. <laughs> and then my favorite concert, of course, in Hawaii, Pearl Jam, opens up for U2 at a big stadium. It was my favorite. Uh, first one was Tina Turner at, in San Antonio with some board guy named Lionel Richie opening and then my best ever was Eminem and Jay-Z at Yankee Stadium thanks to Mr. Bobby Bones getting me tickets it was amazing so I think three of us met him you haven't met I haven't Eminem. met any of those people and Lionel Richie is not boring <laughs> Lionel Richie is amazing he just oh, didn't know man. any of his music didn't know his music and this guy yeah. sat there and I was like come on I'm falling asleep <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. You get to go see Alabama again. Yeah. Because I, mean, I, I believe they're doing their 50th anniversary tour right wow. now. And so they're still out playing. That's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. I can't even take it. Yeah. 
What's the last concert you went to? I saw Counting. I don't go to many concerts anymore. That would be it. If I'm not playing it. Counting Crows. Eddie and I saw Counting Crows. Yep, so that's ours. And it was really good. Awesome. They He sang really good, and usually he won't sing all of his songs on the right melody. Because, like, you know the song, Mr. Jones? He, he'd be like, Mr. Jones and me. And you're like, that's not the same song! It's hard to sing back to that. But he actually sang songs the right way. Last yeah. concert? I'm trying to think. It had to have been right before COVID. Maybe it was Thomas Rhett. Yeah. Like the, the or big Justin arena. Bieber, but, but Just, Justin Bieber, I went to before TR, but that's cra- I mean, that's wild. I haven't been to a show in that long. Have fun, Sarah. That's awesome. I hope you have a great time. Be safe, okay? Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. Thank you for the call. I want to know from you the best romantic comedy of all time. That can be defined as pretty much anything. If there's a little bit of romance and some comedy, because. I mean, you could put the 40-year-old virgin on it if you wanted to. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah. It's super funny, but there's also, like, romance involved. Yeah. So it can kind of fall in anywhere. What do you have? I feel like there's so many, but I'm going to go with Hitch. Hitch is great. Yes. Never seen it. If Hitch is on TBS, I will stop and watch it at any point. Every time. It's one of the only movies I will do that to. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is 500 Days of Summer. I watch <laughs> that, and I, I don't need to watch it again, but I was just Neither like, this I. is the most fun. <laughs> most lo- I just love it. It's kind of long, so- right? I don't remember. I, for, to me, it wasn't because I loved it so much. I thought 500 Days of Summer, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Zoe's Deschanel. thought it was the best. <laughs> you messed up all those names. I think. Whatever. <laughs> but speaking of her, even like Elf. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good could one. Be, could oh. be considered a romantic comedy. Oh. But you're going Hitch. Hitch. I'm going 500 Days of Summer. Eddie? I'm going 51st Dates. I love Adam Sandler, oh. Drew Barrymore. They're in Hawaii. She can't remember anything. So he has to prove to her every single day that he loves her. And that I think at some point she's her. he's her, her boyfriend. That movie to me makes me feel worse as a person. Oh, what? I'd have given up after like three days. Oh. <laughs> I just this wouldn't have had much. the patient. I'd have been, I'd been like, this guy rocks. <laughs> right. I'd have been like, after three, like, I'm tired. Not him, though, man. Uh, he, he kept, kept going. on. Yeah. Lunchbox? Wedding Crashers. Hilarious. It has comedy, it has love, it has everything you need. Raymundo? Watched it right before my wedding. The Wedding Planner with J-Lo and Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you so watch good. it with your wife? Yeah, okay. to get in the mood for the wedding. I thought it was like grooms, you know, all the guys <laughs> are hanging out, the groomsmen. Here is the list from The Independent. They have attempted to rank like 40 of these. I'm going to read you the top five. Number five, Say Anything from 1989 with John Cusack. That's good. I, I haven't seen it, but I know the image of him holding the boombox over his head. Oh, yes. And what songs is he playing? I don't know. In your eyes. Mm. The light, the heat. Yeah, such a good scene. At number four from 1940, the what? Philadelphia story. Okay. okay. I gotta go back and watch that one. I thought at first it was Philadelphia. Oh, that's not that a rom-com. That is not a rom-com. <laughs> no, no. Oh, nope. Far from it. At number three, Annie Hall from 1977. Okay. At number two, You've Got Mail. A good one. From well, 1998, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Not my favorite Tom Meg movie. An interesting one to watch now because email was such a new thing. Yeah. And it's what this is about. Yeah. Like they're emailing like pen pals. And AOL too. You've got mail. And number one, When Harry Met Sally, Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal, 1989. Wow. I mean, none that I had in my head or you named. None. What, what other one did you have? 10 Things I Hate About You is great. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. That. I love you, you baby. baby. Yeah, that's a good scene too. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Sweet Home Alabama. I mean... 
Were they on there? We well, had two. I thought you had like 20. Amy's like, <laughs> they didn't have any of them. I yeah. sat at home and compiled a list. No, well, Ray said some, we all said some of them, like um, The Wedding Planner, Made in Manhattan. Oh, that's, that's a good a, one. That, yes. Knocked Up. Knocked, Knocked Up. up. Yes. So good. That's a good one, too. We'll put it up on Facebook. You guys can, you know, put your favorite there. Just go over to the Bobby Bone Show page, and Morgan will post that now. It's time for Pick Up It. I've given you three options. The first bit is Raymundo needs advice that I think could help out a lot of listeners as well. It's a pretty good question. It's not crazy. The second one is Lunchbox needs advice about his cousin. Which could be really good. But his cousin? (laughs) (laughs) That's the part that makes it good. Okay. I think. Or Lunchbox does some hidden mic and he goes in, acts like Ray's dad for a reason, and Ray is with him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which would you like, Amy? I would like the audio of Lunchbox and Ray. Eddie? Bones, I too would like the audio of Lunchbox being raised dad. <laughs> okay, well, two out of three. doesn't matter who the next vote is. That is the winner. So it's pick a bit. The bit you picked today is Lunchbox acts like Ray's dad. <laughs> so I'll set it up real quick. Lunch, uh, last week in the parking garage, Ray found his driver. His driver's a tire flat, right, Ray? Yep. Completely. This is happening to me, too, because they're building all these construction here. and a nail on my car tire. Exactly. So there was a dark piece of metal in your tire. Got it right here. Oh, you, you do. Yeah. You keeping that for a reason? Absolutely. You'll find out in a bit. Okay. Mm, okay. So then, lunchbox. What's the deal? I hear Ray talking about it. Like, man, something from the construction site was in my tire, and I had to get my tire fixed. And I was like, hey, man, you want your dad to go over there and uh, talk to him? Let's go down there and march to their office and get it paid for. So I was gonna. I said, like I did with Morgan number two. I took him to the construction site. Get his tire paid for. Is he with you? He's with me, and I'm his dad. I'm going to do the talking. Uh, okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, uh, we got this in. My, my son got this in his tire. Hey, let me call you right back in just a second. He works right here on Music Row, and so we, he, he had that in the tire. Tire went flat. I'm just trying to uh, see exactly what you guys do about that. I know you're building the structure, and, yeah, you know, just, so things do fly off or whatever. Right. And, I would just have to be able to tell if this came from us or not. Um, the only thing I could think of this being would be a glass window frame. Okay, here we are. But they, I don't think they... We were talking to the guy. The guy's like, uh, I don't know, he's already backtracking a little bit. Okay? Now I'm going to give you options before we get to the end of the clip. <laughs> yeah, this is like choose your own adventure. <laughs> yes. How much does he end up paying for Ray's tire? Does he offer 100 bucks, 75 bucks, 25 bucks, or zero? Oh. Zero. Yeah, D, zero. Okay. Everybody goes zero. Guys, if he pays any money, I'm going to be shocked. Me too, Amy. You don't think they're going to find themselves okay? Like, Maybe. yeah. I'm just shocked. I mean, first of all, there's no way they believe you're Ray's dad. So Did they zero. look at you funny when you said you were his dad? I mean, he was caught off guard. He, he, was, he was on the phone. I got to call you back. He was like, oh, this is serious business. The circus just walked but, in. But I mean, in a way, it could be the possible. The world's oldest kid. <laughs> Lunchbox could have married Ray's mom. Okay, okay. No, no, we and, get how. Yeah. And, uh, he could be a stepdad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, so things like, do fly off or whatever. Right. I would just have to be able to tell if this came from us or not. Uh, the only thing I could think of this being would be a glass window frame. But they, I don't think they've done, done any on-site cutting. Or how much can we get? Yeah, like how, like how much do we get for the tire, like for that? I can't tell you that by any stretch of... Hundred. I'm not gonna be able to just hand you money because you have something in your tire on the street. Like we'd have to be able to prove that this came from our job site. Okay. Possibly just get a check cut, fifty bucks. 
Call it good? No. no. 25? How cheap is your tire, son? <laughs> did, did your tire blow out and drive him past the job site, or? No, he just came out in the parking garage, and then it was low, like after work. Like so, it got in there this morning on the way to work. That's all. I just didn't know what if if that was yours. So that's all I was checking. But we'll go to the next job site. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Well, you yep. gave up quick. Yeah. Well, it was getting awkward. Well, yeah, the whole thing's awkward. It wasn't getting awkward. It started awkward. It was getting awkward because he was just like, I, I can't cut you a check. And he's like, and, he, and I thought there's no way he's going to know what this little piece of metal is. And he's like, oh, it looks like, a, you know, that's from a window frame. And we haven't done any cutting on the job. So I'm like, okay, this guy knows we're, we're frauds. Like, we need to get out of here. But don't you think it came from that? I do. But, I mean, I had no way to prove it. Why didn't you do it? <laughs> Yeah, you started all tough, and then yeah, you got, you got and then you're like, we'll go check another site. Right? How awkward did it get? Well, because there's about three construction sites on Music Row, we weren't 100 percent sure it was that site. Yeah. And then when he hit us with the glass cutting on site, that kind of threw us for yeah. a little bit. So yeah, that that was our trouble. You, and then you, you know what's the, next? The next job. The site. next job site. Yeah. Ah. Right. Everybody got it right. Zero. <laughs> yes. And, and we played pick a bit, and you guys Woo. made a good choice Thank today. You. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. An entire community in Texas rallied together to save a 15-year-old deaf dog that had fallen down a storm drain and was trapped for two days. Andrea Tankersley, the dog's owner, said, quote, people were hearing animal sounds, but they were hearing them all over the neighborhood. The dog, Zoe, was finally discovered on Saturday stuck in a drainage pipe. The fire department, police, paramedics, other workers all worked around the clock and they started to slowly pull up the street and try to rescue her. They have footage of a dramatic 10-hour rescue operation. In the video, rescue crews can be seen tearing deeper into the earth until hitting the pipeline where Zoe was trapped. A firefighter suggested that a skateboard would be useful in getting the dog out of the pipe. That's when a local kindergartner, Hunter, said, I have a skateboard. Rescue crews used a skateboard <laughs> to get Zoe out, and she was finally pulled to safety, and the whole community celebrated because it had taken all of them to save this dog. Wow, that's so cool. That's an awesome story. A 15-year-old deaf dog. And I love the kindergarten. He's like, I have a skateboard. Yeah, I got, <laughs> guys, I got one. That's awesome. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. On the phone in St. Louis is Audrey. Audrey, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Morning, studio. Morning. Hey, so I saw on your TikTok, Bobby, that you had kind of talked about, like, the fakeness or realness of Nashville. Um, and I was just curious if you've ever had someone on your show that you genuinely dislike. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, never until I disliked them. There have been people that have come on that I've been like, I don't really like that person that much. Uh, but no, I keep people off the show I don't like. Right? As of now... You know, the company gives me the freedom to book who I want, when I want. They really don't step in and go, don't book this person. Occasionally, our boss, Rod, will go, hey, we're doing this big thing. Would you please put this person on? And I'm like, I don't really like them that much. But if it's important to the company and I just don't, I'm not disgusted by their actions outside of the room, I'm like, let's go. And it'll get put on at like 5.01 in the morning. (laughs) Um, But... um, no, I, I have a rule. If I don't like them, I'm not going to do a good interview for them. Then the listeners aren't going to benefit from it. What I said in that TikTok clip, which my TikTok account has gone oddly viral in the past couple of weeks, it's because I talk about kind of about the behind the scenes stuff. 
And I said, here's the problem with being in Nashville or any other creative community. You have to put yourself in the middle of a bunch of real people because fake people are coming at you all over the place because they fake like they need, like you're their friend, but they just need stuff from you. And I gave two examples. There's one guy who goes, text me, says, hey, man, let's get beers again. And then we, I, I ain't seen you forever. You know, love to spend some time with you. Just catch up. And that line, let's get beers again, hits me weird because I don't drink. I've never had a beer in my life. <laughs> oh. And then two hours later, it's, oh, by the way, I got a new single I want you to hear. Mm. Completely fake. You know, just say what you want. If he were to have just hit me and said, hey, I got a new single, would you mind listening to it? Odds are much greater I'm going to go, yeah, let me check it out. It's not 100%, but odds are much. I haven't had that person on the show since that text, oh, to wow. be honest with you. Mm. I got another text. From someone that was like, and I hadn't talked to in uh, years. The wedding looks beautiful. Your wedding looks so great. And, I'm, and it's when you get a text and there's nothing else on the on the whole text thread. Like there's you haven't texted in a yeah, while. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing <laughs> up there. And I, I said, oh, thank you very much. And then 18 hours later, hey, I got a new single. And I'm like, okay. There it is. Just reach out and say you have a new song. Would you mind listening? You don't have to do the fake friend stuff. Some people that might be good for. Some people may want like a primer. Not me. Unless we're friendly, just say what you want. That's it. I'm much better like that. And so that's what I talked about. It's how fake this town is in that way. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't mess with that stuff. Hmm. I bet LA's like that a bit, huh? <laughs> I don't like it out there. Where, and I, I like Nashville fine because I now have people around me that I trust and know. Um, I don't like being in California. I bet for that's that like reason. hardcore for that over reason, there. I don't, I don't like it out there. Uh, but, Audrey, thank you for bringing that up. I think the point of this is surround yourself with people that you know and you trust. And everybody else, who cares? It's all bull crap outside of that until they prove it's not. But this industry is rough. I don't know who my friends are 98% of the time if I haven't been friends with them forever because I don't trust anybody because everybody wants something from me. They want the song played. They want an opening spot on a tour that I'm on. They want me to do this, put them on a TV show. So I just go, yeah, I keep my circle. The more success that I've been able to have, be it temporary or not, the more I stay at home and don't talk to a lot of people. Mm. It's done that because I just don't trust folks. It sucks. But it's the, you know, it's kind of the nature of the beast. But um, I still love everybody <laughs> that I know. I, but know. it's tough. It's a tough. But, but I put myself in this position and I'm very proud of it. Uh, thank you for that call, Audrey. Do you feel satisfied with my answer? I do. Thank you. It's good advice, too. Thank you very much, and ha have a great day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, how about we do the news? Hit it. Bobby's Big Stories. I was playing John Madden football last night on PS5. I'm not very good. I used to be really good. I'm not very good. I'm Because I'm playing like 12-year-olds that are whooping my butt. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm smarter than you at football. But yeah, they're, they're killing me. Yeah, and they just have more time with it. And they're quicker. Yeah. And they play more. And they talk. They talk dirtier and meaner <gasps> to me. Oh man. They're they're oh. calling me names. I didn't even know were curse words. What? I'm like, uh, they the kid called me a name, so I googled. And I was like, oh, I don't like to be called that. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't like to be called that. <laughs> you oh, had to Google it. You can't. You should be like, hey, kid, you shouldn't talk that way. No, no just, you don't do that. I don't let them do their thing. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, but China is restricting the amount of hours minors can spend playing online games. Crazy. Gamers under the age of 18 are only allowed to play for an hour on Friday, weekends, and holidays. Wow. Yeah. wow. And I wouldn't want to test hey, that out. China, get over yourself. Oh. More than an hour. I, gaming I'm... gaming for some kids, especially someone like me that got picked on and beat up their whole life, 
You get to you get to go in a place and be somebody else. You can build your own avatar. You're ba- it's based on the skill level, the work you put into it. Like China sucks anyway. <laughs> I know, but, but but if you live there, I would abide by that rule. I'd be scared, like my game was gonna blow well, yeah, up. Or I know. Yeah, oh, yeah, they'll, they'll for sure, they're watching anyway yeah. through whatever little little camera in there. Uh, Mega Millions and Powerball jackpots are growing again. We got one at three hundred and thirty-two million bucks. Whoa. I don't know why every time I freak out and like maybe I should play. <laughs> you have until 10 p.m. Eastern tonight to buy your Mega Millions ticket. Okay. Are you in? I'm in. You're already in? Already in. I'll buy more today. Mm-hmm. Brantley Gilbert shares an unreleased song in tribute to soldiers lost in the bombing. Brantley Gilbert had just dropped a previously unreleased song, Gone But Not Forgotten, to pay tribute to the 13 American soldiers. Quote, 13 brave American heroes made the ultimate sacrifice for freedom this week. In hard times like this, I always find myself turning to music, he writes. I wrote this song a while back as a tribute to all the folks we've lost, both overseas and in our communities at home. I'm going to play uh, the hook of this from Brantley. So you guys can check that out. Just as we're talking kind of behind the scenes stuff, Amy and I had a conversation Sunday. There are three things that happened all at the same time, basically. The floods here that a lot of people lost their lives about an hour down the road. In Afghanistan, the 13 soldiers lost their lives. And Hurricane Ida was hitting where a lot of people were going to be without food, water, shelter. And here we are going, well, get three things that we would love to lend our efforts to. How in the world do we do it all at once? Or how do we pick which one that we do what we can do financially for? And so that's a tough call. And it's not a call that we have to just sit on one, but it was we'll help the flood victims by making a, a donation that way. We felt like the people at Ida needed things faster, quicker right now. Water. I mean, they need the basic necessities of what's happening because of that. And then how we're going to help the families, if needed, of those 13 soldiers will be the next thing that we focus on. But that was kind of a that's a tough thing to have to figure out how you're going to help, because we do have the ability and the platform to help. And we try to. And that's, you know, been the goal of the show. But I think we struggle with that. I don't know that we did. the. I don't know that it's right. No, I get emotional even thinking about it because it's so much right now. The whole world is just heavy and it's like no matter what we do, like I did some posts last night for Pimp and Joy and I still got messages from people that are like, you don't care about our military. Why are you helping Hurricane Ida and haven't done anything for the military? I'm like, wait, what? Like you don't know everything that we do just because it's not out there. And it's like just because there's another need that happened doesn't mean the other need is any less. And we have so many listeners down in that part of the country that are affected. And like we we have so many listeners that serve in our military that we care deeply about. And gosh, like it breaks my heart, especially as a mother, like those soldiers, they were so young and they gave that ultimate sacrifice. And, you know, it just, in the floods near here, like it's all devastating and it can all be so much. And it's like, 
you know, I just want people to know that, yes, we care about it all. Well, I posted about the 13 soldiers, and I got, well, what about the other soldiers that had died two weeks prior? There's, yeah. there's one here and this. Like, and I'm like, guys, I don't know what you want from us. We would love to be Superman and save the world. You can't win, sort of. So I just have to, like, focus, and we're going to do what we can, and we're going to help people to the best of our ability, and 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 that's what we can do. But then we're not going to read messages that come in that folder that says. <laughs> no, I know. I'm like, <laughs> why that's do a, I? That's a tough thing, because yeah. I posted to, maybe it was Thursday of last week after it happened, and it was, hey, what about the soldiers that died here? There were two that died in this. And, I'm, and to me, I go, why do I even read this stuff? I, I just know. need to lower my head, do what I think needs to be done, because it's more than was getting done had we not done it, and go from there. Or people make it political somehow. It doesn't make sense to me. Oh, that's, me. yeah, that's everything. It, yes, that's I know everything. that's everything, but then that makes it hard to, like, want to, you know, say or post certain things. But then I'm like, okay, well, we as a show and as B-teamers and listeners, we have Pimp and Joy, and that's about spreading joy to others. So I'm going to focus on that and spread joy and not pay attention to the negative people. And also, don't depend on us to save the world that you want to see saved. You can do it too. We're here as a vessel. And we take our group of people and we say, here's something that we think we should focus on. Let's look at it together. But no one says you have to focus on it with us. And no one says you can't focus on something else. Like you have every right to make every change that you would like to see the world change into as well. And so, but you guys want the behind the scenes stuff. We'll tell you the behind the scenes stuff. That's the conversation Amy and I had on Sunday. It's like, we don't know what to do. We got a, we, we have people that are hurt, struggling, dying in a lot of different places. And we, we, we don't know, and we're not always going to do it right. But just because we don't do in the order that, that, that some people agree with, it's just like, man, what if we did nothing? We could have not addressed anything. We could just do the show. We could sit here and be like, all right, which country music artist farted? Listen to this clip. <laughs> we literally could, and no one would know the difference. I had someone send me a message like, why in the world do you keep posting about Haiti? Clearly they don't follow me, but there was an earthquake there. And it's like, oh, maybe because I have two adopted children from there. And it's a place that I has been dear to my heart since 2012. And, you know, I have friends there and they're literally like just experienced another earthquake and they're suffering as well. But I'm like, why are you even questioning if I care about Haiti? (laughs) But there's my reason why. And I feel like it's a pretty good one. We need to have a talk because I don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, we'll move off this. Yeah, but bobbybones.com if you want to help. Pimp and Joy. Got a few things I wanted to mention here. First, there are a bunch of kids in Kentucky that are dressing like cats. Kind of the thing in school. We what? found that, yeah, why? like they, they get dressed up as a cat. And I don't know. I don't know why kids do anything anymore. Okay. They think that's funny. So they dress up like cats. <laughs> we have found on Amazon for 18 bucks you can get this big oh, fake cat God. tail. So what we're gonna do, maybe in the next segment, we're gonna s- we're gonna spin the wheel. Oh boy! And the loser has to wear the cat tail for a week. What? Like everywhere we go. Everywhere you go. Oh my gosh! I can't, I can't wear a cat yeah, tail can. to the volleyball game. At my Absolutely. Kids. Yes, I, I got a, a t- parent teacher meeting mm-hmm. here next week. Like I can't be doing that. Yeah. I, I got a I got a don't, meeting with a client. Uh, don't lose. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, it's but a roll. I hope it's you. Oh, yeah. I hope it's you. <laughs> and you have to, like, go to the Opry with your cat tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta go to that. Bobby Fest. Oh, Bobby Fest. <laughs> <laughs> the whole show. <laughs> Is the wheel ready? Okay, how about this? 
So it's a little easier on everybody because I wouldn't mind wearing the cat tail. Okay. What I got to lose? You got to do it for 48 hours. Okay. That's better. You have to wear the cat tail oh. everywhere for 48 hours. Okay. We'll get the wheel ready. <laughs> kind of like a week. We'll spin it later. We'll move from there. We got it, but we have to order it too from Amazon. But that stuff gets here. Oh, it's just here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That works so fast. Since I was talking about it, it's already here. Okay, you guys tell me if you think Raymundo should be able to pull this off on the big stage. And he's going to perform it here on the show. But we have two music festivals, one a Saturday. It's called Bobby Fest in New Braunfels, Texas. One a Sunday in Wichita, Kansas. And it's the first year that I've said, okay, I'm just going to put on a festival myself. It's outside. It's Eddie and I, the Raging Idiots. It's Russell Dickerson, who will be on the show Friday. It's Maddie and Tay. But Raymundo is doing a little something on the side stage. But he's like, hey, I'd like to perform on the big stage if possible. Oh, my. Okay. It's not really a singer or a performer. But he only has he has one song that he feels good about doing. Yeah! And he doesn't want to do it with the band. He just wants us to play the track. Oh, the karaoke track. Yes, okay. on the big stage in front of thousands of people. What time bones, roughly? Like- well, it'd be during our set. <laughs> oh, okay. He so wants to come out during our set. Headlining, headlining prime set. time. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, we're, well, let's... Here, here's Raymundo doing Kid Rock Cowboy. Now, Cowboy. if you guys think it's good enough... If the listeners oh think it's good enough, we could let him do this. He's doing it now? I guess he's Live. already hit the button. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> Raymundo, are you ready? Yeah, I hope I get myself cued in. Okay, here we uh, go. Don't cue him in. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm a head out west. Real women come equipped with Okay, stop. Too You're already off. The yeah, see, too first loud. of all, the music's too loud. Jeez. You're off. <laughs> I got it this time. Oh do you want me to cue you in? Yes. Lower the music. Oh All right. Oh yeah, pull. <laughs> this is what we do when we bring kids on stage. Oh. <laughs> okay. Now watch me. I'll cue you. But this is it. If you don't do it this time, you can't do it. I got it. Okay. Raymundo performing for Bobby Fest. Here we go. Here we go. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm gonna head out west with real women come equipped with scripts and fake beep on a nest in the hills. Chill like Flynn buying old drop top. Find a spot to pimp and I'm a Kid, rock it up and down your block with a bottle of scotch and botch locks and yacht. Buy a yacht with a flag saying chillin' the most. Then rock that up and down the coast. <laughs> Thrown in the mix, tossed to the stars, sipped to you wanna. The wanna roam, find full season, tell them fools to come back home. Set up an escort service for all the right reasons. Set up shop, the top four seasons. Kid rockin', I'm the real McCoy, and I'm headed out west. Cause I, cause I, cause I wanna be a cowboy, baby. Be, be a cowboy, baby. Keep going, right? Top laid back in the sunshine, shining cowboy, baby. Go chillin' with the boof on, cowboy, baby. Not cause I sleep all day, cowboy. Do you know the rest? You know the next, next line? It cuts off. Oh, it does? Oh, yeah. so that's all you want to do is verse and chorus. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good if you ask me. Are we voting? It's voting big stage or he's mm. doing the small stage. Which should he do that on, big stage or small stage? Amy? Big. Big stage all the way. Go big. Okay. Big. That's the bell. Lunchbox? One Small vote. stage. Oh. The energy and confidence were not there. If you're going to be on the big stage, you got to rock it. He didn't rock it. Very unsure of himself. Eddie? I mean, it wasn't perfect. He was definitely off, but Bones, I see the party getting, like, really pumped when that song kicks in, and then Raymundo's got everyone going. I think big stage. 
What are you thinking? Scuba. Oh. That shouldn't even happen here on the show. <laughs> I, mean, I, would, <laughs> I mean, no stage at all. <laughs> nice. If that's an option. Sorry, Ray. Oh, wow. <laughs> For now, I'm going to put it on the small stage. For oh. now. Oh, it could be moved up, though? It could be moved up. If what? Well, he's got to practice. I don't know. Maybe we give him another shot later oh. on. But I need you to nail it later gotcha. in the week. Okay. Is that just because he was off with the cow? Yeah, and I had All to like walk him in, and okay. he, he, he messed up the lyrics, We're and he slow. just kept yelling Kid Rock over and over again when he knew he messed up. <laughs> I thought he did good, especially with the beeps. And So oh, the beeps. for now, Ray, you'll perform it on your side stage. Yeah! But we'll see about the main stage, okay? All right. Good for you. Hey, you tried hard, though. I like that. Thanks for cueing me, dude. I don't know if I could have done it without that. <laughs> well, you're going to need to do it when you're playing the big stage. Well, cue me then, too. <laughs> Are you going to have the lyrics with him out there? I don't, Amy, I don't know. Do you have the lyrics with you now? No, but uh, I mean... Yeah, right. He had the computer right in front of him. I, no, I, I don't think he did. I, I think he memorized. Because he was messing up lyrics. I don't think you mess him up that bad. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, that, in true. that case, like, that's <laughs> impressive. Do you still do... Uh, I mean, if you could pull that off and I've been everywhere. Oh, I have both two? of them? Well, I'm just saying, do you still know that one? Oh, I can, uh, yeah, yeah, I can just uh, freshen up on that one. Wait, what? I've been everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait. Do you know an acapella, Ray? No, definitely not. No, okay. Win the Mac. You go, uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, everybody. <laughs> Did you guys see the video of Trent Dilfer? Did you see the video of Trent Dilfer? He coaches high school here, but he was an NFL quarterback. Uh, won a Super Bowl oh. with wow. Baltimore Ravens. He's a good high school football coach. And Impressive. He's in a bit of con- a bit of trouble, a little controversy, because he grabs a player like by the arm, by his shoulder pad, like and yells at him on the side. I'll read you the story, then I'll give you my thoughts here. Okay. Former NFL quarterback Trent Dilfer is a high school coach now, and he has been caught on video shoving and yelling at one of his players during a game. He apologized and said, quote, I should have shown greater wisdom in how I handled this incident. The player was tied in Bo Dawson. Witnesses say he ran the wrong route, then mouthed it off to Dilfer when he returned to the sideline. Mm. Dilfer yelled at him to sit down, actually grabbed him, and tried to muscle him over to the bench. I saw this clip, and I thought, people need to shut up. This was nothing. <laughs> like, my coach did way this worse This is what that. they call a nothing burger. First of all, a kid mouthed off. You don't ever mouth off your coach. No way. Secondly, it is an extremely physical game. And I watched him. He grabs his arm, tries to pull him back. This is football. Also, the kid's dad's uh, an assistant coach on the team, I believe, too. So I don't think there's any, like, parent also going, oh, don't do this to my yeah, kid. Yeah, that's true. It's just that others saw it and thought it was it's too much. shot a video, video on TikTok. Too aggressive. That's it. Yeah. It's a bunch of wimps who never played football. I don't Once. even think the kid's complaining. No, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I don't really? either. Once, we, I was the captain of my high school football team. And so we go out and we're playing a school uh, called Sparkman, who beat our butts all the time. We had a good team this year, my senior year. I go out. Let me explain the coin toss. So that you know how they flip the coin? Yeah. Well, so the coin toss lands... And if the winning team defers, that means you pick at the half, at, at the beginning game, they get to pick at halftime. So they defer to make the choice at halftime. Okay. So they flip, they defer. I remember coming out of the locker room going, and coach going, we're kicking the ball, we're going to stop their A's, and we're gonna, then we're going to score after that. We're playing defense, all I remember. That's all I remember. Oh, gosh. They flip the coin, Sparkman wins the toss, they go, we defer. That means they want to get the ball at halftime. And I go, we're playing defense, which is dumb because that means we're going to kick at the start of the game and then kick again at halftime. And you don't <laughs> do that. You do both ways. But all I remember is 
Coach Gandalf going, we're kicking the ball. I said, we're, and the ref looks at me and goes, excuse me? I said. <laughs> Never heard this in my life. I said, we're kicking the ball. <laughs> and he goes, so they deferred, you're kicking. And you know what that means? It means we're going to play defense and whoop their beeps. Like right? Coach said. Yeah, like Coach said. <laughs> well, what happened was I screwed up real bad, right? So we kicked off to start the game, then we kicked off again at halftime, which is not how it's supposed to work. But I remember coming off the field, Coach Gandalf grabbed me by my face mask and physically pulling me down and going, you are the smartest blank blanker on the team, but that's the dumbest blank blanket thing I've ever seen. Like he gra- And you know what? I remember that today vividly. And you know what? I try not to be a dumb blank blanker anymore because of that. <laughs> like if your kid's going to play football, let them play football. And I'm sure Trent Dilfer's got to say this stuff publicly because it came. But you, should, you mean to say like I'm sorry? Yeah, like I'm that. sorry. Yeah. I felt bad for him. I watched the video and I felt bad for him. I did too. Well, yeah, because y'all, you were in nobody's an upset. Where that was the done coach to is you. not upset. That kid is not upset. That kid's dad is not upset. It's some some wank from the side shooting on their phone, putting it on TikTok. Right. That's how you've been watching Ted Lasso. Yes, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, somebody's been watching a little That's too much right. football. I'm multicultural now. Football is so, life. So, <laughs> you know. Obviously, people that are upset, maybe they didn't. They didn't. No, they're play. just watching. They don't know. They're just watching. Just, the people just have opinions about crap they know nothing about. Okay, but also, just I mean, it doesn't bother me. You tackle too hard in football. No. Right, but well, but just because it's what's always been done and was done to you, mm-hmm. is that what should continue? Well, it's a very violent sport. It's okay. a very physical sport. I don't think they should come off and stand at attention and, and get a nice little lecture and then sit down. <laughs> okay, that's, that's what I think. I'm just asking. And he, he didn't, didn't grab him and he stick didn't his hit face. The kid. Right, and the kid was Malvin. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm mouthing to my parent, I expect to be popped in the head. I saw a, good, a lot of comments going like, man, if that was my kid, I would beat that coach's butt. Like, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, please go oh, beat okay. up Trent Delfer. <laughs> that guy's huge. That's pretty cool, like, to have a high school coach. Like, if your high school coach was in the NFL. Oh, yeah. They're it, really good, too. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> they're oh. really, really good. So does he, is and and that, he won a Super Bowl, too. He's not just in the NFL. Like, so does that all he does, or he, like, also teaches history? Oh, I think I that's all he does. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's the math teacher. On, I don't know if he's doing period. eighth grade PE. All right, girls, dodgeball. Well, I don't know. I was just asking because I feel like that's a pretty. I didn't know high school coaches had that type of, you know, background. Oh, baseball coaches. A lot yeah. of sports coaches they do that I later guess in some life. Schools, mm-hmm. if they have the resources. And some coaches have enough money and have enough like Philip. Oh, Rupp, to where they don't need Philip Rivers is not coaching high school. He, he was in the NFL last season playing with the Colts. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's, and then you have a lot of the older guys that when we were growing up, they were playing, and the kids now have no idea they were like great, great ball players back in the day. Oh. Like me, you probably heard my story just now, and you were like, I didn't know Bobby was a high school legend. <laughs> right, I had no clue. He was, a, he was a captain? Wow, that's amazing. Okay, we're done here. I just saw the video, and I think at times people need to toughen up. We got too many Nancys out there going, Ooh. it's football. I was wondering how the person that shot the video feels. Like, ooh, I was just kind of like... Probably just likes the views and the... Keep talking about it. All right, we'll be back in a second. All right, so all these kids are wearing this big cat tail to school. Where the school's like, why are you guys Ah. dressing like cats? Oh, boy. So, and it hangs down to... You know that spot behind your knee that bends? That bendy spot back there? Behind behind your your knee? Yeah. Yeah. The the, the tail kind of hangs there. It's called a jumboon... Faux fur tail. It's basically for cosplay if you're going to be a cat. And I'm going to spin the wheel. I want the stripes too, Mike, that looks like kind of like a raccoon. Like Tigger? 
Yes. Cool. I'm going to spin the wheel. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> do you guys want to do who it lands on or do you want to peel them off? I oh, peel, peel them off. off. Okay. If oh. it lands on you, you come off the wheel. Yes, please. I like that. Okay. The last person remaining has to wear this tiger's tail everywhere they go for two days. Meow, 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 Two whole days, you gotta wear it. Here we go, friends. Let's spin, spin that, that wheel! wheel! Come on. Let's go. Oh, no! Morgan, wow. you are off the wheel. Oh, yes. We should have done land on. <laughs> I feel like my cat is gonna be very confused at home. Oh, no. Oh, like follow you around? Because <laughs> yes. she's gonna think you're a cat? Hey. Uh. <laughs> oh, no. Morgan is now off the wheel. Good job, Morgan. Let's spin that wheel! Oh, no. It's like Vegas. Come on, come I can't on, come, even on come on, come on! Next up, Mike D is oh. off the wheel. Oh, wow. Oh, my. Good job, Mike D. All right, this wheel. This is not landing on me. This wheel hates it's me. not. This wheel hates me. Putting it to the universe. Read the, read the names that are still on the wheel. Uh, Eddie, Amy, Bobby, Lunchbox, Raymundo. I lose more wheels than anybody else, just for the record. I don't Is that true? That. Yes. I don't know. Let's spin that wheel! Come on. Let's go, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie. Breathe. Come on. Come on. Yeah! Oh, Let's go! Shit. Meow, meow! Meow, meow! What are you okay, doing? Okay, okay. <laughs> no, you're like, you're not a cat anymore. I know! Okay. Lunchbox is off the wheel. <laughs> There's a lot of empty spaces too. Yeah, what so do like, we do? What do we do? You just respin it. Okay. Cool. Well, let's spin, spin that wheel. Please. Come on, come on, Please. come on. Please. Oh, oh, all right. Raymond. Oh my gosh. So now it's between Amy, Eddie, Bobby. Okay. 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 <laughs> Ow. Wow. Who do we want to lose? The, prob the problem is... Yeah, that we're still on there. Is that there's so many empty spaces now. It's gotta I feel like it's going to take a minute, yeah. You wake over there? <laughs> <laughs> Yawning in the middle of a segment? You, okay? you think this is boring, Amy? No. Just give it to Amy. Yeah. No, so I don't. Bored. No. Go and get, get your nap. Come back later? No. Yeah. A little cat nap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Come on, Eddie. Amy. <laughs> All right, let's spin that wheel! Three names are left. Me, Amy, oh, and Eddie. Hit it. Hit it. Oh. Oh. Wow! Yes! <laughs> oh, no. Yes! Oh, no. Oh, boy. Bones. Oh, boy. I knew it. You got, I put that out into the universe. Okay, well, then let me do that, then. Oh, do okay, it. I'm doing yes. it now. Do it, Eddie. Okay. Now. Yes, it's it, not going to land on me. It's not going to land on me. Now, is it on land me. on there? They win or they lose? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? You want to flip a coin for it? No. No, no, we're spinning the wheel. We're spinning the wheel. So... Uh, same thing. You want it to land on you. Okay. okay. You want it to you land. You want it to land on you. Here we go. Man, I'm trying to think who I want it to land on. Loser wears the cat tail for two days. Here we go. Let's spin that wheel! Come on, Come on. Land on Bobby. Out in the universe. Land on Bobby. Let Eddie wear uh -oh. the tail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah! 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 I put it out in the universe, Amy! And it landed on me! It worked! Yeah! I, you I told you guys, I lose the wheel more than yes, anybody wow. else. Yeah, but that's, that's what you put out into hey. the universe, and that's what you got. It was your idea? No, it wasn't. It was Mike D's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, well, oh, wow. Sorry, Where are you going to go in your cat tail? Everywhere. You better not <laughs> stay think, home. Do you think Caitlin's going to be like, Row. What? <laughs> I don't. I think she's going to be like, what? <laughs> Is she going to be, what if she's oddly really attracted to oh, you God. with your cat tail? I mean, Amy gets all into yeah, like, she goes kinky and sexy immediately with any <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, what do you mean? No, I thought you just <laughs> did. You went rare, and then you went, what if she's into you? Like, really into you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Order that thing, Mike. Mm. Let me know when it's in. I'll wear it for two days. Express okay. delivery? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Bezos himself is going to drive it right over. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Bridgeport, Connecticut. A man walked into a bank and he had a mask on his face and he was going to rob it. But the only problem is he wanted to make sure the teller could hear him. So he pulled the mask down below oh. his chin. Pulled out what looked to be a gun, said, give me all the money. Made it easy to recognize him, and his getaway car was a taxi, so they were able to track him down real quick. You would think with us wearing masks (laughs) this often, this many times, you just know to enunciate more that you don't pull down your mask. Yeah. Also, it's got to be easier to walk in a bank with a mask on now. Yeah. Because you got to wear a mask. You can kind of get in. And get all the way up to the front with no problem. Because used to, if you walked in with a mask, everybody's like, uh oh, he's robbing uh-oh, the place. Uh oh, that, that's about to be a robbery. Now it's like, man, why doesn't that guy have a mask on? Is he going to rob it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. On my TikTok, I did five country artists that you would not want to get in a bar fight with. <laughs> and people were arguing me like crazy about this. Oh. They were like, how did you know I put Toby Keith in there? I was like, well, he's too old. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I only mean, put one old guy in here and because he got shot and still came back and kept fighting. Trace. Trace, Trace Atkins at yeah. number five. Good one. Yeah. And if we're doing a pay-per-view and it's Trace versus Toby Keith, Trace is going to whoop Toby Keith's butt. Okay. And Toby Keith might even shoot him and Trace is still going to get up and fight him and beat him up. <laughs> so that was the big one. Like, how did you not put Toby Keith? Ten years ago, maybe I would have. But what does he say? He's not as good as he once was, right? Right. So, there you go. <laughs> but 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 he's the next line is. But I mean, he's but as I'm, good a once as he ever was. I mean, he's got one more run in him. Okay, yeah. so maybe he does. Nah, he doesn't. <laughs> I got Trace at five. I've got Riley Green at four. There was this girl drinking. He's jacked. I don't know him that well, but he's he, tall. He takes his shirt off a lot and. Videos. He's big. He's a massive guy. Looks strong. I just wouldn't want to mess with him. At number three, I put Miranda Lambert. Because I feel like she'll cut you. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) She dumped a salad on somebody's head once at a restaurant. Yeah. That's true. You know, I feel like like she sings about, like, I feel like, and I like Miranda a lot, but I don't, I wouldn't mess with her in a bar. Who knows what's been going on? Miranda's a three. Nope. Number two, Billy Currington. Don't be yeah. fooled by this sweet song. Mm-mm. Billy's jacked. Yeah. Billy's thick. He's got big hands. Billy's a little bit crazy. <laughs> and I like Billy too. But there ain't no way I'm messing with Billy. And in the video, I said, I think he beat somebody up once. I don't remember that story. Me neither, but, but he, he did. He, yeah, I feel like he probably beat up a few people. Yeah. I wouldn't mess with Billy Currington. By the way, this is all complimentary of them. As I'm saying all this, just know this is all me complimenting right, right. people. <laughs> At number one, Brantley Gilbert. Of course. Oh. Doesn't he have brass knuckles? Uh-huh. Well, it's not even that. Guns, brass knuckles, Uh-oh. tattoos, Batons. who knows. <laughs> yeah. But with Brantley, you know, the thing is, I wouldn't want to get in a bar fight. I probably wouldn't even be in a bar that he was in. Oh, right. Like, he he's hang- probably in a heart, you know, like, oh. yeah, motorcycle ball. Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Brantley Gilbert is number one. 
Those are the five country artists that I would not want to get in a bar fight with. And they argued with that list. It's pretty good. Well, they just... a lot of Toby Keith. Yeah. A lot of Toby Keith. How'd you... Toby's like 73 now. I don't think Toby wants to fight, really. Yeah. Yeah, and then I... Somebody asked about me. I was like, I- I'll get beat up by everybody. Yeah. <laughs> not even on this list. I ain't trying to fight anybody. So if you want to see that, we put pictures and stuff up. It's up at Mr. Bobby Bones on Instagram. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Get your Bobby Bones on. 